Welcome back to the Doggy Juice Pod, changing the way you think as a sports better. This is episode number 69. 69. <laughs> Monday, December 23rd, 2019. And as promised, I am back with a quick turnaround episode. A very happy Festivus to all of you, and Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, Happy Kwanzaa, or whatever it is you celebrate. I hope you're enjoying spending time with the people you love and you're having a healthy and safe holidays. If you're still wrapping gifts or traveling over the holidays, and if you like soccer, I have the perfect podcast for you today. Last week, I sat down with the four boys over at the Top Class Finish podcast to talk about the Champions League knockout phase draw that took place last Monday. We dove into all eight of the round of 16 matchups and broke down each of them for you. We also got some predictions from everyone on how they think things are going to play out. Quickly, though, as promised in the last episode, a quick college football bowl game breakdown for the games on the day after Christmas Day, December 26th. We have the Walk-Ons Independence Bowl at Independence Stadium in Shreveport, Louisiana, uh, 3 p.m. Central Time Thursday on ESPN. Uh, Miami's a six-point favorite against Louisiana Tech in this one. The line on this game opened double digits, but um, it's it's dropped down south of a touchdown after the Miami players, several Miami players, dropped out of this game. I, I think that's being factored into the line here. I'm still looking the way of the dog, but anyone looking to get down on Louisiana Tech, it's late. They're late to the dance, I think, just because this line's already dropped north of a touchdown. But this game will be clo- or played uh, close to home for them. Uh, it's definitely the way I want to look here. I'm usually a dog or pass guy, or at least I'm looking at the dog first most of the time anyway, especially when my numbers are close on the game. But uh, no real lean here uh, with this situation, but I'd probably look at the dog if I had to play it. The other game, we have the Quick Lane Bowl at Ford Field in Detroit. That's at 7 o'clock p.m. Central Time, 8 o'clock Eastern Time. Pittsburgh is an 11-point favorite against Eastern Michigan. You wonder how excited Pitt is to be in this game, traveling to Detroit. They have lost four straight bowl games. They still haven't won one with Narduzzi as coach. Uh, the money's come in on Pitt here, driving them up from 9.5 to 11. The MAC hasn't performed well in bowl games the past few years. I was on that a couple podcasts ago. Um, so it's really hard to get behind Eastern Michigan here. Uh, but the Eastern Michigan campus is only 37 miles from Detroit. So you have to figure they should travel well to this spot. But at the same time, there's a big mismatch here between Pitt's defensive line and Eastern Michigan's offensive line. But the Pitt offense isn't very dynamic. It's going to be hard to ask them to build a margin here. And on top of that, underdogs are 8-3-1 against the spread in the last 12 quick lane bowl games. That doesn't offer much predictive value here, but it's hard to trust that Pittsburgh offense to gain much of a margin. Slightly into the dog here, but I'm probably not going to get involved. All right, enough college football. I'll be back later this week with a breakdown of the remaining bowl games. Let's jump into some soccer now. Here's my interview with the four lads at the Top Class Finish podcast, breaking down the Champions League knockout stage draw. All right, Doggy Juice Pod listeners, I have a treat for you today. I've brought on a few of them in the past, but I've never had the pleasure of having all four on with me at the same time. Joining me today are the wonderful lads over at the Top Class Finish Podcast, Oliver, Quincy, Andy, and Nate. How are you guys doing? Hello, hello. (laughs) What up, though? Fantastic. You knew that pause was going to happen on the very first question that you asked. There's radio silence for the first two seconds. Uh, let's. So I'm going to steal something from your guys' podcast here uh, at the beginning of 
the top class finish pod you guys always crack a beer open and kind of share what you're drinking so i'm gonna crack open mine first i got the my favorite uh holiday ale i got the sierra nevada celebration ale my, my personal Ooh. favorite christmas mm, thanksgiving uh nice and hoppy what, what about andy what do you got going on i am sipping on a little bit of red wine tonight Ooh, keeping it wine. nice nice and classy Just, how yeah. european of you <laughs> yeah well you know champions league <laughs> anybody else got any brewskis well i'm, uh, I'm setting brewski, the bar but... low well go ahead oliver this is predictable for you we already know what he's having. It's... No, I have coffee with C- with CC. Oh, yeah, some Canadian also fancy. What time coffee. is there where you are? <laughs> <laughs> Seven fourteen. Oh, PM. PM. That's yes. interesting. Long night for you. Okay. Oh, coffee and Canadian Club. Cool. <laughs> you, you got anything, um, Nate or Oliver? I just have a high life. <laughs> or Quincy. <laughs> I just have a Budweiser King of Beers. Huh. Ooh. <laughs> okay. It's good. Cute. Pretty good variety. It's not bad. <laughs> Every single time he has it. Bro, it says it on the can. Are they paying you to say that? Because we're not seeing any of that. <laughs> yeah, I, I feel like, like he's, that's he's not, hoarding his checks now. That's not the name, though. <laughs> hey, all I know is it says Budweiser King of Beers. You don't have to <laughs> say that like... last part, though. That That's not the name. Are you just Actually, trying to elevate you're... it because it's like piss water? Is that what you're doing? I don't know. You're the one over there not saying champagne of beers. I don't have you to. Like that. I, it's. <laughs> hey, well, when my checks start rolling in, then uh, maybe you'll have to take some notes. Hey, Roselli, if we if we end up having an open fourth position on the pod, you want to take over? <laughs> <laughs> well, the way things are going right yeah, now, I think Nate's going. Nate's going somewhere. So, <laughs> so. This is already off the rails. Uh, I haven't even introduced you guys. Yeah. <laughs> so for, for listeners who are not familiar, uh, the Top Class Finish podcast, uh, these guys have been around for over, what, a year and a half now? You guys just celebrated, uh, congrats, by the way, the, a big milestone episode, just celebrated your 50th uh, podcast episode for Top Class Finish. And uh, just one of you just want to like dive more into happenings with the pod and, and share a little bit more about what you guys are doing over there with Top Class Finish? I vote Nate. I was just going to say, Nate, this is all you, Nate. <laughs> um, so, yeah, we are, we're coming up on two years. It'll be two years in February, March. I, I think our first episode was officially dropped in March of 2018. Um, we had been brewing up this idea since, like, January. So we're, we're definitely coming up on the two-year mark. We just hit our 50th uh, a few weeks ago. That was really big for us, obviously. Um, we took a little hiatus this past summer, but came back. Um, we, yeah. Um, I don't know. We, we see a lot of pods like come and go and stuff. And I'm just grateful that we're still here and in the soccer pod space. Uh, I'm very grateful for these guys that I'm joined with. I'm also grateful to be a part of the community. Um, it's fucking awesome. And yeah, hopefully it's onwards and upwards from here. No, totally. I, I'm a big believer in what you guys are doing. And I've brought you guys out. I mean, I've, I think it's my third time bringing top class finish guys on the pod. I think, I think I had Oliver and Quincy on first and then I think Andy and, and Oliver the next time or something. But anyway, this is my, you guys are yeah. definitely no strangers to the doggy juice pod. And I know that I've heard, you know, my, my 12 listeners have come in and told me that they really enjoy when you guys come on. So uh, really appreciate you guys coming. This is like the perfect, I cannot imagine a better group of guys to bring on to break down the Champions League draw, 
than you guys. Uh, that, that draw just happened on Monday night. And let me tell you, uh, as a Man City fan, as you guys know I am, I am not pleased with the draw. So in this interview, today, we're just going to break down the Champions League matchups. we got 16 teams remaining, eight matches starting on February 18th of next year. Um, so, yeah, I mean, before we break down all the games and all the matchups, let's first just go over the odds really quickly, uh, courtesy of Bet Online. The, the knockout stage, like I said, starts on February 18th. Um, and I'm hopefully going to bring you guys on again, too, you know, before before we actually we actually watch those games. Maybe some changes will take place because I know the, the transfer window is about to hit in January. So these squads that we're breaking down right now might look a lot different by the time they play in February. But uh, just quickly, quick thing of note before I, I reel off the odds here. For the first time in Champions League, I looked this up today, I had no idea otherwise. It was the first time in the Champions League era that the round of 16 only has teams from Europe's big five leagues. That's England, Spain, Italy, Germany, and France. Um, in terms of odds, City are still the favorite to win the whole thing. They're at plus 350. Liverpool's next at plus 450. Barcelona, plus 550. And then we got PSG and Munich, uh, Bayern. Those are around 7-1. to one. Uh, Juventus is 9-1. to one. And then we have a whole host of 20-1 to one and above teams to round it out. But, uh, yeah, so it's, it's going to be an interesting one. And the first one we're going to break down here is... One of the more intriguing ones, in my opinion, uh, the PSG versus Borussia Dortmund tie. And PSG is a minus 325 favorite to advance out of that tie. Dortmund's plus 250 to come out. And if I'm not mistaken, someone correct me if I'm wrong, but isn't PSG's coach Tuchel, isn't he, he used to be the Dortmund manager, right? Tuchel. Or Tuchel. <clears throat> Tuchel. There you go. I'm already butchering the names. One for, yeah, for it's one. The, uh, we got a, a Tuchel derby here, if you will. <laughs> and, and so he used to be the Dortmund manager, and now he's he's. How long has he been with PSG now? Like a year, like a couple of years. This is his what second season, I believe. Uh, I think it's like yeah. I thought it was a season and a half. That would make this his second season there, Nate. <laughs> well, I, <laughs> like I said, we're gonna have a spot open. <laughs> yeah. Well, in this one, so like I, I did a little bit of digging in this game. It seems like Neymar. I mean. Neymar's been injured for a good part of this year. It kind of seems like PSG is re- they're playing really well in their group. They they obviously beat Real Madrid in, in their group, the top of the group, and they're in fine form here. But but last year, I mean, it's, it almost seems like they keep coming short or coming up short in the Champions League. So I guess the real question mark is, and they're big favorites in this matchup. Do, are they going to lay another dud this year, or are they just going to get through it? Is this PSG's? Is this finally their year in the Champions League? Uh, I I don't know if this is their year in the Champions League, but I think this is a tie that they'll definitely win. Um, as far as whether they can actually win the whole thing, I think that's a whole other question. But I think they'll they'll definitely uh, win this tie. Does Neymar show up for what the second leg? Well, he's, <laughs> well, he's like he's physically. I mean, I, he's like not playing currently right now, right? If a yeah, he has a weird history with – so it's it's odd. Um, so his sister's birthday is when they play. And like historically for I think I'd probably say like three years, maybe more going on, he typically has an injury around this time but then also is typically found living his best life <laughs> same day. So um, who's to say that he's actually going to be there even if he was healthy? Or – 
and he is playing. He is so playing. I'm sorry, he is playing he could right cook now. Cook up an injury before then, which would be yeah. absolutely hilarious, and the soccer world would meme it up like usual. Yeah, Twitter would melt. But even, I mean, I I think even if he isn't playing, I think you know you still have Mbappe and you still have Di Maria. Uh, there's still talent on that squad, top to bottom. Right. Um, so you have Cavani I, too. Oh, Cavani's also. Ahead. I mean. If I'm not mistaken, he's still another yeah. guy who's putting balls in the back of the net for them. So it's, I don't know how much, how big of a deal that will be, but I, I'm more worried too. Like if, if I was a PSG guy, about just how you how would uh, disrupt the chemistry too coming in. I don't know if that would be a big deal with Neymar coming in to disrupt anything they have going. Cause from what I'm reading, it seems like PSG's in pretty damn good form. I mean, from loosely paying attention to the Champions League group stage, it seems like they kind of had their way but Neymar wasn't really involved. So I don't know. Uh, their league oh, form oh. has been like a little, like kind of questionable. Um, it, really? they, they haven't been like convincing, but didn't they, they just beat real Madrid three nil right in the group stage. I believe so. Yeah. yeah. That was the first, that was the first match. They, they tied the, it, the second right. time they played two, two. And Neymar scored recently in their last match on Sunday. Oh, so he is back, though. Yes. And they won that match 4-0. They only have three losses in their league currently mm-hmm. right now. and They're on a five-game winning streak right gonna, now. Yeah. I'm still going to stick with my take with them winning this, especially this match right here, but I'm still going to ride with them to win the Champions League as well. That's right. So I, I, yeah, Oliver, when the first time when Oliver and I came on, Mike, Oliver was big on PSG. I mean, I was I was close, but not as high. Um, I, I agree with Nate on this one. I think they do get by Dortmund, though. This I like this matchup in particular. I think if you're looking for like round of sixteen plays, is not one to mess with because I think Dortmund, out of some of these teams, like does present a pretty decent struggle for PSG. Um, Dortmund is no joke. Like they play fast. They score a lot. Um, I think, goals. you know, this is going to be, this is going to, maybe not necessarily as like as much as last year with PSG and the whole like United coming back on them thing. But a few years ago, you had the Barcelona thing where, you know, Barca pumped them for what, like six goals in that second leg to advance or whatever. So I, I think Dortmund could, uh, could surprise a little bit. Um, but I would still take PSG in this matchup. Um, that being said, I don't like them as a as a play to win it all. I agree with Nate there. Mm-hmm. No, it seems like all the pressure's on PSG here too. I mean, Borussia, they can kind of just go in there and you know, the weight of the world's not on their so on their shoulders, so to speak, in this one. It's almost like PSG has to advance out of this one, and and obviously the odds are indicating that they have they should have an easy time. Into essentially saying they have a, you know over a seventy five percent chance of uh, of advancing. So um, looks like that's what we'll see. But the next one. Uh, Liverpool, they're they're facing Atletico Madrid, and I believe they won. Yeah, that that Champions League final last year was in Madrid, so they'll have good thoughts running through their head when they travel there uh, to face off against Atletico. But in my limited knowledge of of La Liga, it seems that Atletico is in a bit of a rebuild right now. And when I looked at their schedule before we started recording, I, just, I saw a lot of draws on their schedule. I think eight of them in their last seventeen league matches, to be exact. But from what I understand, more of the casual fan, and you guys will have to correct me if I'm wrong here, but it seems like Atletico is just that team, that that gritty team in Europe that kind of just plays that that solid defense. They're tough to break down, and and Liverpool might have a tough time traveling over there to uh, to get 
three points, let alone just a draw when they, when they face <laughs> Madrid. Nate, what is so funny? Nate, what are you laughing at? <laughs> I, I think this is this is. <laughs> I if you if you ask, <clears throat> I think this is the draw that they did not want. They're they're trying to like move forward and they're trying to rebuild and they drew against the, arguably the most attacking team in the entire Champions League right now and I honestly think the only way that they can make anything happen from this is if they just really like park the bus on crack. Like, I, mean, I really don't see. I that's that's. Uh, I mean, Murata. <laughs> At one point, at, I don't think it much has. At one point, I thought you were going to say something about Liverpool, and I'm like, man, don't say anything crazy, Nate. I thought he was too. I really thought he was. No, 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 no. This, this, this is no. <laughs> Atletico is going to have a tough, tough time with this one. I think this is probably one of the, this was probably the one draw that they did not want. Um, so yeah, this is it's just not going to go their way. Yeah, barring, ma- barring major injuries for Liverpool, I, I've just seem this like this is like a four one five two type of leg uh yeah that ordeal that you're gonna see because liverpool has a pretty cake schedule in between the both the legs and before those legs so barring any type of crazy injuries they're gonna walk on through with this one and, and that's another thing too like the like liverpool they've they've built such a big lead it's- in the premier league now where like they can almost shift that attention instead of cause instead of like trying to keep that lead and stuff. It's so big now on on City and and uh, Leicester City that they can actually put their full attention towards this one. Maybe yeah. even like you know play those suboptimal lineups the day before the game before and really focus on winning this just because of that of that monster lead in the Premier League. Whereas I think if it was a closer, tighter Premier League race, you might not be seeing you know their, their still, full effort. Still a lot of time left right now with the holiday season. That's true. That's true. I hope what I'm saying is not is not as true when we listen to this again in February. But <laughs> but uh, but well, I mean, it's, it's just throw salt in the wound. <laughs> they already won the Champions League trophy at Atletico Stadium last season. Right. Um, right. It's just not looking good for them. So the Liverpool fans know how to make it there. Is what you're saying? Wait, what? So the Liverpool fans know how to get there is what you're saying. No, I know. <laughs> I mean, yeah, but what I'm saying is they definitely know where that square <laughs> is uh, outside the stadium. Well, will they? I, I guess the question crazy. comes out of this: like, will the fans show up in droves like they did last time? Like, if I'm if I'm a fan and I sport over all that fucking money to go to a, you know, to Madrid, whatever, and whatever that was, June June first, I think it was, or whatever that day of May, whatever. But if I forked over that money, and now six months later I got to go back to, you know, to, or whatever, seven eight months later, for a game that's in the round of sixteen, I don't think I'm I'm booking that trip again. That's just me. Maybe I'm just a bad fan. There's a reason why they're crazy. <laughs> they're crazy over there in the UK. Uh, so maybe I'll, I'm just not uh, relating. My, all due respect, Mike. I'm saying 150 percent. These fans are Everybody, booking those yeah. tickets, and they they can't fucking wait to go yeah. back to Madrid. If if uh, if I had yeah, to guess, yeah. um, it is going to be. I mean, it is interesting though. Like, um, you know, two two English clubs going to Spain. I know there's like a lot of history there and whatever. So it'll be interesting to see how uh, Liverpool fans and City fit Man City fans um, get off. But yeah, I, I agree with the guys. I think this is pretty straightforward for Liverpool. Um, 
I, I think if they continue their league form, you know, there's a lot of debate back and forth on like what doing well in one competition or doing poorly in another competition does to like how much you care about different stuff, you know? And for me, like all I care about is if you're doing well in games and like, I think that's what they're going to continue to do. So I think even if they're really ahead in the league, they just want to build a bigger lead there. And if they're really ahead in the league, they're going to say, Hey, why not have a go at the champions mm-hmm. league again? Make it to three straight finals, you know? Right. No, that makes sense. I mean, they, they have all the confidence in the world. That's for sure. I mean, the way they've been playing in the in the Premier League. Although I think they they were recording this uh, Tuesday, December seventeenth. I believe they crashed out of the Carabao Cup today, if I'm not mistaken. So, like, I, well, crash crash is a hard word because <laughs> they 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 played all they played yeah. all their kids. Uh, uh, they played a B squad. They they have two games in less than twenty four hours. So they literally sent their academy team to the Carabao Cup, and their first team is where in like freaking dubai or something playing oh they have the club world World cup Cup going on there too Um, that's rotten which Uh. is tomorrow yeah so um i i think just going back real quick to the odds i quickly say it's it's interesting to me that uh liverpool's odds in this matchup are technically worse than psg's odds i i would i would almost flip those um yeah just in terms of yeah no it's minus 325 and minus 270 sorry yeah, I don't yeah, know. No, it's, I, I, I just, I just don't think that that should be the case. I think Liverpool should be favored more heavily against Madrid than PSG is against Dortmund. I one hundred percent agree, and that's something that's been sticking with me since Nate kind of hinted at PSG should walk over Dortmund, and I almost just want to put it out there in the universe: Dortmund's going to win that match. Are, are you actually going to put money I on mean, that though? It's not totally it. it's been on my soul I mean, I, if you're going to make time, that prediction, I, I kind of want to see you stick with it. I, you, you think they're going to win the tie or the match, like the one match? I will say, thing? I'll say they'll make it out. PSG will not. <laughs> okay. Uh, all right, dude. Put, you gotta you gotta lay some of that. Uh, I, I that, put it out that, there. Last time I was on this pod, my predictions came true. Yeah, you got to put that two plus two fifty. Uh, yeah, yeah. I will do it with maybe I'll my guy Oliver. I'll have him hook it up for me. <laughs> Heck yeah! Heck yeah! <laughs> All right. Hey, well, well. Now that sports betting is being legalized state by state, you can you could you don't even need a guy anymore. You know. I know uh, <laughs> a vote passed here. It's gonna be on the. It'll be legal in my city yeah, soon. So soon enough. But um, no, I mean, in this one, it's it's essentially saying that they're like it's a twenty five percent chance. So it's not like outrageous odds. You know, it's not gonna be like the shocker. The it's not gonna be like Roma over Barcelona a couple of years ago, whatever that was. But but um. At the same time, that that's one of the bigger underdogs on the board is Dortmund. So we'll see. And also, I have to I have to mention this that Quincy does have a track record on the Doggy Juice Pod with giving out winners. I think it was you gave out a forty to one. Uh, was that Golden? What was that for the Champions League final? I forget who you gave out, but it was forty to one, and it came through. That was uh, Virgil Van Dyke. Van Dyke, yes, Van Dyke, man of the match, yes. Ah, so nice job on that one. But uh, let's move on to the next one. We got we've already done two. We got Tottenham Hotspur against the German upstarts, and I'm I'm gonna butcher this name. RB Leipzig. Am I saying it right? Hopefully. Leipzig. Leipzig, there you go. That's my I think. For the record, I say I say yeah. Leipzig, Mike, yeah, if it makes, makes you feel better. better. We'll go with Leipzig. It, it reads like Leipzig, so um but Spurs are this one's really close to a pick and the Spurs are minus one thirty five and Leipzig, Leipzig is plus one oh five. So it's it's essentially close to a pick. Um uh, I can't help just but 
thinking just based off name recognition that um, Leipzig could be the value play here. But obviously Spurs, they have the chosen one, Jose Mourinho. And I know everyone uh, has seems to have strong feelings about Mourinho, but they have won five of seven since he took over. I read that today. and But I can't help but think by mid-February, is it going to be grumpy Mourinho by the time that this match is played? Um, or is it going to be, you know, pumped up new guy, you know, injecting a new whatever force into the team Mourinho at that point? So how do you think it's going to be? Does anyone have uh, a take on this? Hey, match? Why do you keep laughing? <laughs> That's actually not me. I wasn't laughing. I think that was all. I think that was all. That's it. Yeah. It's so funny because you take uh, you don't have Tottenham doing too well in this. No, I actually have the opposite. I was just curious to what Nate had to say. <laughs> Because as the residential <laughs> Tottenham supporter on the, it's not res- It's just resident. It's not residential. It's just hey, resident. Chill out. <laughs> I, there's another thing I have to note too. But I, I read that Leipzig. This is their first time playing in the knockout round, so you also have to think if they're going to be overwhelmed, maybe in over their heads <laughs> well, here. That's, yeah, that's that's, that's going to be a factor as well. Yeah, but how much of a factor, I guess. And and is there, I mean, I don't know. I'm seeing that plus price. Leipzig's in first place in the Bundesliga. I mean, it seems like. Their coach kind of embraces the more attacking, like pressing style now. And it seems like the kind of team that I would like to buy on early, you know, before they become like the next big thing. But I could also be full of shit. I have no idea. They just caught a, a good result today uh, against Dortmund. They were down 2 0 or th- even 3 0, and they came back and tied 3 to 3. Yeah. So it's, yeah, I think it was 2 0. Yeah. Um, I, honestly, I think it's a good draw for Spurs. Um, I think it, it's it's not going to be. I I know I spoke on this last pod, and I'm pretty sure I spoke about it in the in the text group when the draw happened. But I'll basically just echo the same thing. Mm. It's one of the better outcome draws of 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 this, but it's still not going to be easy. Um, they're tearing it up right now in the Bundesliga, um, and they're a really scrappy, fast team they they almost remind me a little bit of Ajax and I don't think it'll be easy but I think come February uh Mourinho will kind of continue to ingrain his style and his you know his I guess ideology and stuff into the team and the squad will become healthier hopefully maybe a new signing in January I don't know Um, but I think by February we'll be more settled Spurs will be more settled in and I think we'll will have the edge because they've never been in the knockout stage. They're just, they don't have the experience. And I think we will plus with Mourinho at the helm, I think that kind of gives us a little more edge. Um, and I think top to bottom, we still have a better squad than they do. If listeners can't tell from our, and we, and us, uh, Nate is a, is a big Spurs fan. <laughs> <laughs> sorry about that. He's sorry, actually sorry, the, sorry. the right midfielder too. For the- <laughs> <laughs> That's fantastic. But, uh, no, anybody else got anything on this one? I mean, it seems like it's this one's set up to be a pretty interesting, maybe not clash of styles, but it kind of seems to be that way just because of like the attack, attacking minded style of Leipzig or whatever. And, and then you got Murray. Uh, I mean, well, yeah, but I mean, if Pochettino was still in charge, I'd, I'd say this would be a tastier matchup with Jose. I, I wouldn't say the same thing. Interesting. Well, I don't know if you appreciate if you appreciate somebody who can set up a squad well and 
play some good defense, then maybe you still like this matchup. <laughs> I, 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 I like Spurs in this though. So that's, I'll make you feel better, Nate. I don't know. First, first match at home too, which I think plays a big role here for, for you. Yeah, I, I, I think we'll be okay. This, this is good for us for Spurs. So actually taking a step back really quick, that, that's an interesting point you just brought up because the, the fact that, you know, obviously you play one home and one away. And I guess like, what do you, what do you guys think is like, the advantage in terms of like, I guess being able to advance or whatever, like which team would have the advantage usually the team that's playing home first or away first, or does it just kind of depend on the matchup too? Or I would say it probably depends on matchup and, and where you're actually going. But I'd say if you're the away team, it's always an advantage because the away goals is just way more. And if you're mm-hmm. able to steal a away goal on the road, that first match, even if a draw or a loss, you still have you still have that in your back pocket when you go home. So broadly speaking, I agree with Oliver. I think it definitely is a little matchup dependent because if you get one of these, like if you get Madrid, if you get Barcelona and they're going away first leg, it's like, okay, yeah, but this entire team has been playing in Champions League for a decade. So like I think they have the experience. I don't think a first away match is gonna throw them off too much, you know? Mm-hmm. Um but I think you get the exact opposite with this matchup and Leipzig. So I don't like the fact that it's their first ever knockout stage and they're playing away in their right. first leg. I think right. Tottenham can get a good result at home and then just see it out on the road in the second leg. But um, I think broadly speaking, I, I do agree that it, it does give a little edge to be away first because if you bag just one goal away and get a decent result, then you have to do, you know, theoretically speaking, less, less work at home. That's interesting. You actually just like brought up like it's also interesting from the standpoint of if you're about to play like a big favorite like a Barcelona, kind of piggybacking off what you're saying, Andy. Like it's you'd rather face if you want to pull off the upset, you'd rather face them away first, maybe catch them off guard and get those away goals, get their attention versus getting their attention for the the return match when they're playing at home against you and you need the away goals. I just feel like from I mean I'm sure that this is generalizing way too much, but I guess if you're like a you know, like a quote unquote lesser team and you're playing, you're stepping up in class and you're trying to pull off that upset. Your best bet might be actually going and getting those away goals first. And I'm sure you can make an argument the other way around. And I'm not saying that applies here because there's no big clear favorite, but that actually kind of, that's interesting to me just to think about. Yeah. You can twist it all around, but I think in a couple matchups, <laughs> we'll, we'll talk about exactly that. Yeah, point, exactly. So. Right. I'm looking ahead here. So, yeah, let's get to the next one then. Um, we got Valencia and Atalanta, the two clubs that the other 14 teams wanted to face, yet here we are, squ- they're scoring off against one another um, as the cops are coming to my apartment to arrest me. But uh, Val- <laughs> Valencia is a minus 140 favorite, Atalanta plus 110 on the take back. Uh, it seems like Atalanta, my, my Italian brethren, they seem to have all the magic. Uh, they progressed despite only getting seven points from their six group stage matches. They're in City's group. Feel like they're lucky to be here um mm-hmm. i know they play that that high pressing style but but at the same time valencia i mean how good are they really good enough <laughs> <laughs> i mean they're favored i mean there's got to be something like that, but i don't know it's- i I, unfor- I unfortunately well i mean it's funny i saw i think i saw it on reddit of all places somebody said like you could tell atalanta and valencia that they both have the like their dream matchup 
like favorable draw and they would both agree with you like right. it it's one of the rare ones where they're like both club is super happy about who they are coming up against which again somebody has to win right yeah. um i i don't got by like honestly magically because first team ever to lose their first three group stage matches and still advance um <clears throat> showed a lot of heart showed a lot of character i know we talked about them a lot on the last or not a lot but i think we talked a good bit about them on on the first yeah. time oliver and i came on mike and um you know there's there's a whole thing about like they're playing their champions league games at the san siro the the milan stadium they're not even playing at their own stadium and like their first it's their first ever time in champions league um you know, so obviously their first time in the knockout stages too. Um, you know, they have the first the first leg at home, but I I mean Valencia they they were no slouch in the group stage, and I, I think I think Valencia takes care of business. Does anybody disagree? Um, I if I had to pick a team, I would pick Valencia, but just I wouldn't put any money on this right now. I'd wait closer to when the match is actually coming around and see which teams are in form. Oh no, I would agree, and then also. When you say who does and doesn't agree, for, I don't know who the people are that, you know, when you like go into Google and you just want to like learn some information about sports and always have the stats on win, lose, and draw. Mm-hmm. Yeah, apparently they have Atlanta winning 46%. Which so I, it's, but yeah, that's pretty much exactly what the line is. Yeah. yeah, it's like really yeah. Cool. So it's, it's yeah. interesting. I, so, I mean, I can't rule them out, not just because of the Google search, but. You know, the spirit of the Champions League. <laughs> well, do, which of these teams do you think would be able to improve their club more? Or which which team has, like, more resources to improve their club before they square off in February? If any. Or are they kind of equal? I've, I've seen, like, some... I've seen some reports from... I mean, like, uh, I'm coming up I'm coming up empty on the name. There's the guy. He says, here we go all the time. <laughs> Uh, is about to drop yeah, yeah. a drop a rumor bomb. I think technically he's Sky <laughs> Italia. I don't know, but I think there's like a couple guys who are affiliated with them that have said that Atalanta like <laughs> do have I think some money. Like it's reported that they are going to be shopping in January. Now I don't know what exactly that means. I saw also for them like not to go too deep here, but I'm pretty sure it said they made like forty something million off of uh, qualifying for the knockout stages in the Champions League. And whatever uh, they were yeah. doing to their stadium cost about 40-something million. So, like, they're breaking even at this point. Does that mean they can spend more? Or does that mean they're like, great, we just got a free stadium, so to oh. speak, you know? <laughs> so so according to the European Darren Ravel, they may spend. For the major. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and you can quote me on that. <laughs> uh, so me personally, I, I don't think it's a clear cut uh, Valencia win to, to me. I think Atalanta could actually take it. Um, I mean, both these teams have ha- are having difficulty in their leagues right now. But Atalanta, I mean, they drew against City in what November, I believe. Yes, no, I think it was only even before then, but I, it could have been November. That was the draw against uh, yeah against City that they had. That was the draw that they had in their group. It was two. Yeah. Two, uh, Valencia had it. They drew City and then um, won the other two. Yeah, so I understand like Valencia had had wins away to Chelsea and Ajax, and but 
I mean, that Atalanta draw to City in November, I think that's kind of telling too. I think both teams are really inconsistent. I don't think one has like a clear advantage over the other. Uh, I just know Atalanta kind of plays that like high pressing attacking style and they did with City when they got that draw. So I honestly, I think it can go either way. I really don't think it's clear cut Valencia winning this. Um, I, I think it's it's a mixed bag. I think it's it's anybody's. Right. And it kind of seems like what that high pressing style you're talking about just opens up for more variability in the results. So like we could easily see like either club win this like pretty convincingly right. or we obviously we could also see a draw both ways. I mean, it just could go so many different ways, especially with the with it being a, basically a pick in the betting market. Um, but I, don't, I can't help but think it. I, I literally didn't. I barely watched any of Atlanta's, mm-hmm. Atalanta's action, but uh, just, I just can't help but think that they've like assumed that role of of just like the. I don't know you always see it in March Madness where a team just like gets that belief. They're playing with house money. The fans are all behind them, and it's gonna be nuts when they're playing that home leg. And like they just kind of some magic happens. I've seen it so many times before in other sports. I'm not saying they're gonna like make a deep run, but I could see them getting to the quarters and kind of being that that storyline. You know, their first. Their first Champions League, their first knockout stage, they're not even playing in their home stadium, and here they are in the right, final right. against, you know, like Bayern Munich or something like that. But mm-hmm. it would be cool. I let the record show. I'm here for it, even <laughs> if I maybe wouldn't pick them. Uh, also, I, I, I think on, I was quickly looking at schedule. Sorry, Nate, but just a small interesting note: uh, Valencia and Atletico happened to play like three days before these opening oh, interesting. The opening rounds of this, of this champions league. So fade them. So yeah, fade them in those games. So yeah, it's, it's interesting. Valencia and Atletico play. So it's two days before Atletico plays Liverpool. And then three days before Valencia plays Atalanta. That's what we call a look ahead spot. And those, those, uh, domestic matches look to fade them. Although I'm sure the betting market will be onto that and they'll price it accordingly. But those are spots I love to target usually just to, from a money making aspect, but so, uh, anybody else got anything else on that game? Or yeah, I, I do. Um, yeah. So go for. It. Am I the only one that that's picking Atlanta for this? I'm also picking Atlanta. I'm going to pick them. Okay. I'm, All right. I'll pick them. So if I had I'll to pick a you. team, I would pick Valencia. But honestly, you could flip a coin in this situation. No, that's not necessarily what you said earlier, but. <laughs> from a betting standpoint it'd be nice if they had better odds like i don't know you'd you'd think even if even though it is two two quote-unquote lesser known teams like i don't know considering it's their first i mean you could say the same about leipzig i don't know I, i just wish they had a little better number there to play with plus 110 isn't that great right mike there's not a whole lot of no i mean i yeah, seeing the plus money on the other side, I mean, but yes, essentially, you know, need them to advance like you know, forty-eight percent of the time to break even. About so, it's uh, that's a tough one, but certainly, certainly, it's possible by the odds. But yeah, I would like. I mean, and you never know. Like we've said before, like by the time these matches are played, what what Oliver was saying, kind of see what form they're in at the time. These odds might shift. I mean, obviously, if one team's in better form, odds probably going to shift in their favor, but. You know, if you think the form's not as big of a deal at that time, you might be able to see a better price by the time uh, February rolls around. But that's yeah, a tough one right now. But let's let's move on to the next one that I believe is the biggest favorite. No, the second biggest favorite on the board uh, in terms of their uh, progressing to the next round. We've got Barcelona against Napoli. Barcelona is minus five fifty. You got to bet five hundred fifty bucks to win a hundred. Napoli 
plus 375 the other way. Barcelona, they're, like I said at the beginning, they're the second highest favorite um, to advance. Sorry, the third highest favorite on the actual board um, to win the whole thing, but second highest favorite to advance. Um, they, I think the big story with this is Barcelona, they've been knocked out early in back-to-back years in this spot, and you just know that they're not going to be taking this one lightly against Napoli. Um, Napoli, I'm, I'm not totally aware of, of what's going on with their form, but it seems like that club's like in a crisis right now. I've just seen like a lot of, I Googled them for like news. It just, all I got was like news on how like the teams, like there was, they wanted to like go on like a special like training kit. Like everyone's mad at the new owner. It's kind of seems like they got fined. The owner fined the players because they didn't go to a training. There you go. So I mean, it's probably want no part of that he, team right he, now. He, he tried sequestering them. So this training camp that – Mike, I, I don't want to interrupt you. Or, no, no, go. But if you want context on it. Yes, yes, yes. From what I read and what I heard, he was so upset by poor like performances from the players that he ordered them to go away to like a three-day training camp uh, and where they would be like sequestered. Like they couldn't – go out or anything like that like it was it was like a mandatory training camp they had to leave and it travel to even go there and they were like we're not gonna do this yeah like we're not gonna do this like what are you talking about like this is ridiculous so he ended up fining them all i think it was like a total of like three million four million dollars or or i think it was like between like two to four million dollars he fined them collectively not not individually um because because of those bad games and that they said no to going to that training camp. So, so that club right now. So he wanted them to do that just because they've been playing poorly. He wanted them to go. Like that was the only reason why he wanted them to yeah. do that. That's, yeah, essentially. And they were like, we're, we're not going to do that. We're not going to like get sequestered for three days, like in wherever to, to <laughs> appease you. Like, so that that club is on like shaky yeah. ground right now. Yeah. Well, it's, it's, a very key part of the story now is the he that you're referring to is Carlo Ancelotti, who has since been fired. Like he got sacked a week or week and a half ago, right. and it's it's uh, it's my man, it's Scatuso that has taken over as their manager. Cool. Which uh, I think the jury is like out a little bit on how his time at Milan was spent. Um, you know, I think it was sometimes. <laughs> Sometimes pretty good, sometimes maybe shit, as he famously said. Um, and but like, I think it was a project the whole way. So it's it's tough to say, it's tough to you know judge him on that. But I think what you know you're going to get with him is a guy who doesn't fuck around in terms of like telling his players how it is and trying to get them fired up. So it'll be interesting to, interesting to see like what kind of impact he can have. But yeah, it's safe to say like the the player mindset, like the conditions at Napoli, less than ideal, especially when you're going up against. Barcelona, who are the second, the second favorite, third. right? To the, win the, the whole thing. The third, 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 third. Third, yeah. But okay. it yeah, wasn't. But yeah. But let me say, obviously, Barcelona. It, it, so it, it was De Laurentiis that ordered that like three day training camp or whatever. It actually wasn't Ancelotti. Ancelotti was actually against it and didn't want his players going to that. So even though like Atuso is in now. There's still going to be resentment towards that owner because it wasn't it wasn't Ancelotti that that ordered them to it. go to that training or issued that fine. It was all De Laurentiis. So is the new manager in there kind of like the yes man now for De Laurentiis? Based off that, you know, Gattuso. Yeah, 
I couldn't, I can't imagine him being a yes man. And I know Andy's a big fan of him and, and Andy can probably speak more on Gattuso than I can, but I don't see him being a yes man at all. I know for, like, for our purposes, what matters is like what the players are thinking, you know, if we're, if we're betting on this and, and if they're, you know, if, if they're pissed off at the owner, but they like the new manager, are they going to, if they're going to go out there and play for the new manager, I guess that kind of renders the owner thing moot of the whole owner's owner situation. But like if the owner brought in like a puppet and a guy to kind of like, you know, like a, like a Jerry Jones here in America bringing in like his puppet, uh, you know, Jason Garrett coach, kind of do whatever he wants, kind of be the, the, for lack of a better term, the yes man. Then I think there could be a real problem. But if you guys think, like you were saying, Nate, just now, like if this new guy in here is like a no-nonsense type of guy, then maybe in a couple of weeks we see like a new Napoli team and maybe this whole thing sails over. Yeah, I mean, Gattuso is a bulldog, but I go. I mean, Andy, I, I know you like this guy a lot, so. I'm kicking it to you. It's, it's safe to say the guy who is nicknamed the snarling dog as a player is not going to be someone who just rolls over <laughs> and says yes to everything. Um, so yeah, I, I, I can't see it. Like I, I think if anything, all he's trying to do right now is show up to Napoli, get some like early quick results and show that he like kind of knows what he's doing because again, he maybe got played like an unfair hand towards the end of his his Milan coaching career. And so I think he's trying to prove a point of just like I can come in and and turn results around and get some stuff, get get something out of players to hopefully find the next thing. Like I don't imagine he stays at Napoli for a long time. I think I think he's just trying to to worry about himself, what the owner sees in him in terms of doing what the owner wants. I don't know about that. Um but yeah, it, it's it needs to turn around. It needs to turn around quick because uh, Napoli's like qualification in into the Champions League and their results there are masking like what is terrible league form right now. They haven't won a game in the league since mid October. So, holy shit! Yeah, um, and they've had some pretty bad losses and draws mixed in there, including this past weekend they lost to Parma, who is a, a low level Italian team. So. Uh, I just know them for their cheese. So yeah, that's uh, I don't know. Like for Napoli, like I, I, this. My only takeaway is this: like they, I, I would definitely not be betting on Napoli right now. I would, I would wait to, especially. At, I mean, it's juicy price at plus three seventy five. You're looking to get on them to to get past Barcelona, but I wouldn't touch them with a ten foot pole right now, just because of everything you guys have been describing. If anything, just wait it out and see how the next few weeks plays out ahead of this match against Barcelona, and if the team kind of. You know, looks like they've regrouped and, and kind of rallied under this new coach. Maybe there could be something here because Barcelona might come in a little tight here, just knowing what happened the past couple of years in the spot. Yeah, Roselli. The only thing that I would say about this match is that outside of maybe them and <clears throat> I mean, I get similar vibes with perhaps Chelsea, is that they have nothing to lose at all. So they might as well just throw it right. all at them. And that really could disrupt Barcelona in some shaver form and you're, and you're going up against parts like they're going to it's going to be the yeah, exact me, opposite with them yeah. they might be tight especially if there's an early goal you know for napoli or something like that they might get tight just knowing what happened the past couple of years with that roma match that i still uh, never forget that roma match where they uh i think that was two years ago now right mm-hmm. want to say maybe uh, yeah, Roma, Roma, Roma was two years ago. Sorry, Liverpool was last year. It's been in different rounds, Mike, but you, to your point, they've had very, very disappointing exits the last few years, uh, including to Liverpool last year. Corner was taken quickly. 
Roma, the absolute collapse in Italy the year before. And then, uh, well, they lost to Juventus the year before that, I think. Um, and he's... And he said corner yeah, was they taken. Had their, they right, had their right, comeback right, against right. PSG that year. <laughs> I can't even keep track of all this shit. <laughs> I know. I was trying. To, I was trying not to laugh. I was trying I not to like, laugh. But it, like just glossed but, over it so lightly. <laughs> just slipped it in there. So bring back bad or good, like, good memories or bad like, Normally, corners take like thirty seconds. This one he just did in like three. <laughs> 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 yeah, but my my point about like home leg versus away leg first earlier is basically with this tie because if I'm Napoli, I would have much preferred playing on the road first because Barcelona goes in there and I mean not to say I had to go I had to mention them once in this podcast right not to say they're on any sort of level but <laughs> Manchester United last year Barca comes in gets one goal at Old Trafford and then we go to Spain and it's a three no blowout and you just have no chance because you gave up that away goal and. It's like, you know, writing's on the wall. That's it. So I could see something very similar happening. Barcelona pump in one or two away, and then it's just sit back and pass, pass, pass at home. Yeah. So yeah, so that'll be an interesting one, no doubt. But let's move on to to Chelsea Bayern. Uh, Bayern's a massive favorite in this one too. They're minus four fifty. Chelsea plus three twenty five. If memory serves, here the last time Chelsea was in Munich for a Champions League match was the 2012 Champions League final where they shocked the world and beat Bayern on penalties. If I, Someone correct me if I'm wrong there, but I think that's what I, I remember that was in Bayern that game. But, uh, but one thing I did learn is Bayern is just the seventh team of all time to win all six of its group stage matches. But at the same time, they're sitting in fifth place in the Bundesliga, which is not where they're used to being there. So they're having a lot of success in the Champions League this year, struggling domestically, so I think like for this one, you got to consider, are they going to be paying more attention to the domestic stuff come February, trying to play catch-up ball? Um, and will they even have a new manager at that time? Maybe two. Maybe, maybe, I, don't, I don't know how that situation is uh, in Bayern right now. And also another thing to consider, and I'm going to let one of you guys, because you guys are all wizards on the EPL and Chelsea, but um, Chelsea's transfer ban is going to be lifted. And will their team be looking a lot different come January? And to that end, is it actually worth you know, with just the possibility of Chelsea improving their squad come January when they can get more transfers in, is it worth maybe taking a position on them now? Like a little think, flyer on them at plus 325? I think Nate should talk about Chelsea and their band. Um. <laughs> <laughs> well, the, but the thing is, with the, <laughs> before Nate goes on his little theory about Chelsea and their transfers, and with the Champions League, like some of the players that they may get – possibility of them being cup tied and they will not be allowed to play in the champions right. league with Chelsea. There you go. So, so some of the, the, I would think the players are targeting a lot of those players would be for the league and wouldn't be allowed to play in champions league with them, but you don't really know who they're going after. And this is when I will <laughs> kick it to Nate. <laughs> I don't, I don't disagree with anything Oliver said. He's exactly right. The, the cup tie thing, is is a big factor, but I think there's a laundry list of names that they're looking at. <laughs> just just for context, Mike, I it's <clears throat> transfer ban for Chelsea got lifted, and they had a reported like 150 mil to spend. I presented this on one of our episodes, and I I do believe 
that they could go for a difference maker with, with that money in January, Chelsea. If they, if they really want to turn things around for this season. Uh, so I don't know who that could be. I mean, I've mentioned some names here and there. I'm more active on this theory and more vocal about this theory elsewhere. I won't gunk up your show with this theory, <laughs> but. But you'll gunk up ours? Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, it's all gunk. What do you think? This, that's all the show is doing. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Quincy, Quincy, our show is all about gunk. Come like, on, it's man. a different world over there in top class finish land. We just, I mean. Well, dude, the, the, the hot but, takes um, are always welcome. This one doesn't sound like, I mean, Chelsea's a major name, you know, and they have the, the pockets. So, like, I don't just, just sound it's There are players out there that are available that they're selling that I do think if, if they really want to kind of turn this season around. Or at least not turn around. It's not like it's going horribly, but I think they'll go in on on either players or one big name. I don't know, but it's possible. I think all eyes should be on them once the window opens. Because uh, who knows? <laughs> in terms of this draw, though, I absolutely. I, I think mean, as a whole, is, we don't see them going through. That's different. <laughs> right. Well, I would, I would assume. No, it's, it's just it's just not going to happen. I think like the, the, the funny thing with Bayern is like their league form right now is really weird, but also don't they have a lot of interest right now in their back line? Uh, if memory serves, isn't like Sula <clears throat> kind of banged up right now? And they just lost, uh, I mean, he's been injured like always and forever, but uh, Kingsley Coleman, I'm pretty sure, had that gross injury, right? Didn't he like snap his leg or something? Oh, that was awful. Uh, yeah. Yeah. His yeah. knee. I didn't look at it, so but they're str- like. I, I, I don't know. I don't know. That's, I don't know if that's a huge. I don't know if if injuries are are a big concern for them. Well, up, well yeah, that's also like two months away. You know, from when we're recording this, the match will be that. And up top, uh, Lewandowski, he's he's stopping. Yeah, he's so he's gonna have fun. He's he's in terrific form right now. Yeah, it's <laughs> but hey, whatever <laughs> it happens. Yeah, so Ch- like Chelsea's, you know financial situation and transfer ban is all fair and well but i think as far as i'm concerned the champions league this year is the Bayern munich train and you can hop on or get run the hell over um i like i've like it, it, i wish i put money on them the last time we did this this program here because the odds have only gotten worse like as yeah. predicted i think they roll through chelsea and then the odds get even worse so um if it's if it's me i'm putting money on Bayern munich at this point hundred percent um of course like you never know what who's gonna get bought and who's gonna get hurt yada yada but i just really really like Bayern munich this year um i was curious like i was just wondering like what has happened to them exactly the last couple years and it sent me down a bit of a rabbit hole um mike you talked about some of the finals from a number of years ago you know Bayern won in 2013 uh they beat dortmund in a in a derby uh, final there in you know amongst the german teams every year since then except one year they've lost to the team that's gone on to win the champions league oh, it's wow. happened in it's happened in different stages but like whether it's liverpool or real madrid um or barca like they've they've consistently lost to the team that's gone on uh to win i think the only time it didn't happen was i don't know i'd have to I mean, I either way, not, that's not that's worth impressive. it. Either either way, it's pretty crazy. So I I think at this point, like this, t- the team as it is constructed right now has been together for long enough, and they've been like beaten in those situations enough times now over the last number of years that like 
this year they're going to put it together. And I think Lewandowski is just a man on absolute fire. Like you're talking player of the tournament, golden boot of the tournament, like get ready. I think they could still be playing better as the stages go on. Because you were talking about, Andy, about like uh, Byron having value. And and honestly, I can't help but think that maybe some of that plus 750 why it's not a little lower is because of that form in, in the Bundesliga. But um, so, Andy, you think there might be value on them at, at seven and a half to one, but just a little like I, I always like bringing this up and the betting angle. It's a little doggy juice special here. Um, call it the, it's the money line rollover. Almost always, probably 98 percent of the time, and it, it, I'm sure it'll apply here with Bayern, you will make a lot more money if you bet on them to win each round individually and roll the money over. So obviously, if you have to lay like a, a hefty price on them in this round, um, at minus five fifty, obviously you got to bet fifty five bucks to win ten. But if you took that fifty five bucks, won the ten, and then rolled over the sixty five next round in the quarters, rolled that over whatever you won there into the next round. So your initial fifty dollar investment, you're going to come out with a lot more than seven and a half to one once they win it all. The only situation where that does not happen is if like a bunch of underdog, you know, like if you're your uh, Valencia's of the world shock the world and they they play Bayern later on down the stretch so Bayern will be big favorites and you know big favorite in that scenario but I always do this in March Madness I always tell people like never take like especially when the tournament's starting it's just like not a good move to take especially like a a bigger favorite like this uh take them at like their seven and a half to one to win it all you'll probably get something like 12 or 15 to one if you just rolled it over so Mm. people out there who are looking old money line rollover parlay you can call it I think it's the best route and maybe it's, it's tough to do here though, because you have to lay it's minus five fifty. but, but mm. um, I know it seems like, I mean, you're getting to, or sorry, five fifty is, is uh, Barca. I'm looking at the wrong team. It's four. They're four fifty. Yeah. Right. So anyway, anything yeah. I explained there, but just take 10 bucks off, but yeah, it's still a hefty price, but at the same time, it seems <laughs> like you might be onto something here with Byron having potential value to win the tournament. I don't know. It's, they're not like a big, I mean, Byron's obviously as big of a name as it gets, but they're, I don't know, maybe it's just me, more of a casual fan, just not it seems like Bayern like I don't I don't read about them as much as I do those other teams. I mean you have casual guys betting on this, they're kinda they're betting on the Man Cities or the the Liverpools, you know, or the Barcelonas. Maybe not Bayern, but that could just be me. I don't know. All right, let's move on to the we have Juventus and Lyon. This one is the biggest uh difference you could say in the betting market. Uh Juventus is the biggest favorite to advance. Uh, but the pressure's, pressure's on them, too. The squarely on Juve. I know they brought in Ronaldo to win this very competition. They paid him all that money and really just made that that huge investment. But he's he's going to be 35 by the time this this tie occurs. Uh, but do you guys see, like, any scenario where you've – actually, I'll, I'll pose the question this way. How does Juventus not advance out of this uh, this tie? Injuries. In, injuries for me. Um, a Tweedy, Dybala – Ronaldo, those guys, I mean, plus, I mean, well, the thing about Juventus is they have such a stacked midfield, but I don't know, you, you injuries is, unless the whole, like, back line and their attackers get injured, I don't see them losing this. I mean, it's like a massive, massive spread here. I mean, it's like not a scenario where the markets give much of a chance to Leon. Yeah, I mean, all, it even but, seems ridiculous to uh, even talk about, hypothetically. <laughs> I mean, well, the the other, like, you know, insult to injury, like literally injury uh, problem for Leon is that their best player and captain, Memphis Depay, uh, likely just tore his ACL in a game a couple of days ago. So supposedly it was reported that in their last Champions League game last week, his own fans like 
spit on him during the game at one point or something. So that happens. And then he tears ACL. It was a rough week. Um, but yeah, I mean, shitty, shitty for him for champions league for sure. But like something else that's part of like the reports is that he could obviously miss the Euro, which is next summer too, which, um, you know, bringing it up a little late here, but it is an interesting point just to think about for guys as they advance in this competition, you always have that little bird in the back of your head that says, don't get hurt before the Euro. And so it's it's just like an interesting thing to take into account, but probably not until you know you start talking like semis in the final for for this competition. That's just I didn't think about that. Cause like it's a pretty quick turnaround, right? Like the Euro start mid-June, if I'm not mistaken. And like and this it'll be like two weeks yeah, after the Champions League final, not, probably. It's not much of a of a break at all. But I mean obviously these guys aren't gonna be like sitting these matches out, but that's that could definitely apply. You know, they're like you said, a little more careful. Maybe they don't make that extra run as hard or something. It's going to be a long summer for a lot of these players who are competing in the Champions League and Europa League at that. That's true, too. That is very true. Let's uh, finish up with the best, you know, saving the best for last here. Not not on purpose, but <laughs> we got Man City. I mean, I was bummed when I saw this draw because, like, there was a while when I, you know, when I was first following City, they made their first Champions League in 2011. I remember... Got the group of death that year. Got the group of death the year after that. And we haven't been getting group of deaths recently, and I actually think like City's the luck's kind of regressed. We've kind of been a, a little lucky the past few years with the matchups, but man, Real Madrid is like the one team I've wanted to avoid. City gets punished for winning their group, gets to face off against the Spanish giants, and City's a favorite to advance out of this matchup. They're minus two hundred five, so basically, you know, two dollars wins you one. Real Madrid plus 165. Uh, these clubs faced off in the 2016 semis. I remember that very well. Uh, City played well in that matchup too. I think it was 1-0 one, one final. I think it was really closely contested. I remember one of the matches, City outplayed them but lost. and I mean, It was a pretty even affair. The teams do look a lot different now, obviously, too. Ronaldo's not there anymore, so uh, different clubs completely. But I'm still very worried um, we know that City's all in on this. I know mean, Liverpool's 14 points clear in the EPL when we're recording this. So you know City's, they're already going to be 100% devoted to this. You know Pep Guardiola wants this one. But um, from my end on City, like I, I'm just banking on the fact that Laporte and Aguero are going to be healthy for this. I think that's going to be a big difference because City has looked very vulnerable in the back in recent weeks. Uh, just not looking good in general to be honest, but um, I think if, if Laporte and Aguero are there, you know Pep Guardiola, Pep's going to have the team ready, and they're going to have, he's going to be, they're going to be rested for this match, so I'm expecting City to get through, but I'm really worried just because Real Madrid's not going to, you know, they're not going to back down. They seem like a team that's going to, they're not going to be overwhelmed by their opponent here. Do you guys think that I'm going to be disappointed in this one, or am I going to, is City going to get through? I I think everything that you just just, said, just a quick just uh, a quick question just a quick question before yeah. for you Mike do you have any idea if Sane is also expected back because no, I think I that's, don't. A huge that's a good point. Yeah. Sane is expected back in February. Oh shit! So like right? So this is like February. <laughs> I want to say the match is like the nineteenth or the eighteenth. One of those two. So that that could be tight. Yeah. I mean, he might play one of them. I mean, I say if he's not if you should have all three guys back for the second leg, barring a setback. Mm-hmm. And like you said, Laporte just come in and he's one of the best defenders in the world. Like he's a huge difference maker. And you, you get a guy who's experienced in Aguero back and then you get one of the best outside wingers with Sané. If he comes back the way he, before he got hurt, 
guns blazing, that's a more firepower for them. And like you mentioned earlier, and we've mentioned before, this is their focus at this point, especially with the way this EPL campaign is going. Yeah, Mike. But with that being with that being said, it's Real Madrid. Right. In the Champions League. <laughs> right. That scares the shit out I, of me. I honestly think if you yeah. if you get those three guys back, you'll be okay. And I don't think you'll have to worry too much. Like Real Madrid right now, they're on the upswing in the league right now, and their performances have been improving. And Benzema has been looking fantastic. But other than that, I mean it's I, I think it hinges on Laporte and Aguero and, and Sane all being healthy. Um, I, I think you guys have this, honestly. I think City does have this. I hope so, too. I mean, the betting market thinks there's a, it's saying 66% chance they advance, but like, I, uh, man, I'm just worried about the spot, just like the whole, you know, the, the history of the, of the, I was going to say programs. I'm talking about college basketball too much. The history of these clubs, like, how they just like, you know, Real Madrid's used to winning these matchups. They're not like, they're not going to be intimidated by City here. I mean, regardless, just because they're Real Madrid, that's, that's kind of what's got me scared. I can't help but think there might be value on, on Real here at, at plus 165. Maybe it's just the fan talking here. I don't know. I don't know, man. That's, I mean, I either. I mean, this is going to be the match to watch. I mean, this is yes. injected into my veins. I'm very excited. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very excited for this one. Yeah. I I do agree that I think this. Honestly, I think like PSG Dortmund is a low key like second shout there for like tie of the match of the round matchups of the round. Um, but I agree. I, I think this is going to be this is going to be fantastic to watch as a as a neutral Where's fan. Um, I, I don't have it in front of me. It's in Spain, all right. Spain. So like like we were mentioning earlier, I think that's a total advantage yeah. for City going to Spain and that with that first leg. Although there were, back to the whole Sané thing, if he comes back. You know, like a little rusty or something like that, and maybe if he only returns for the second leg, you'd rather have him. I don't know, I, I have him playing away just because you get those away goals mean so much. But no, I hear what you're saying. Just like to not feel the pressure as much, maybe get get an away goal on that first leg in in Madrid, and then return home without as I much mean, pressure. I, I, I think I, I'd rather. Yeah, I mean, I think Sané is a player who, if he's fit, you play him. Yeah, hundred percent. I mean, it's yeah. admittedly it is different. Like. There might be no more difficult squad. Does that make sense? No squad more difficult than cities right now to break into. Um, but at the same time, yeah, I, I think if if he's fit and he's good, like he's got to play in at least one of those games. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Mike, if you're, I mean, if you're banking on anything, I was thinking back to Madrid playing at home in the in the group stage, and I uh, immediately went, went to PSG. Uh, went there and tied them two to two in comeback fashion. Um, and then I, I had to double check it, but I just quickly looked. Um, and there was that game back in October that Club Bruges also got a draw playing in Madrid and they played down a man for a portion of that match. So um, I know like Madrid's oh, wow. league form has been mm, like, a, you know, up and down and um, it's getting better, getting better for Ad- sure. Admittedly. But I, I think it was a little shaky. Um, at at times, um, you know, I mean, they're tied on points right now with with Barca at the top of the top of the table. So, like, how much can you really say about it? Um, but yeah, I I think ultimately I'm probably rolling with City at least through this through this round. Um, yeah, right here is a situation like what 
Roselli was saying earlier is like, in the first leg, take Manchester City with the money line, and then if you win that, roll that over into the next one instead of just taking them to get through right here. Right, and what I was saying about those applied to the to advance to like just to the advance prices. So then, like you don't have to yeah. worry about it. But like, yeah, that's. I mean, you could also do it that way too. Obviously, with the you know each leg on its own. So we, it's probably more bang for your buck too. But yeah, I'm, I don't. I'm like. I, I don't know. I'm still torn on this one. I just wish we didn't have this matchup. I guess it doesn't matter when it comes, but, you know, to have to beat Real and then another, I mean, if they do advance, it's going to obviously, unless they're the fortunate team that gets to play the winner of Valencia, Atalanta, you know, it's going to be another top matchup. And you know, just how, how many of those can you win? You're asking yourself to win four of those now to win a Champions League. It's going to be a tough sledding for City, but but I guess you got to beat the best to be the best. So to that end, let's let's close this out with our our predictions, our final uh, predict, and, and like we can look at if you guys want to offer like who you think's going to win it all, and then offer who you would bet to win it all at the current prices. You could do it that way, or you could just offer who you think's going to win it all. It doesn't matter to me, but um, I'll start it. I'll start it. I'm gonna, you know, I I really liked what Andy was saying about Bayern at seven uh, plus seven fifty to win it all as the value side especially given their form right now. So I think like if I was betting the futures, I, I would do that rollover I was talking about to make more money, but Bayern would be the future I would take. But I do think I'm going to, I'm going to drink the Kool-Aid here and go with city. They're the favorites to win it all for a reason. I know Pep wants it. And I, I literally, I really just want to win myself. I want to go to uh make a trip to Istanbul to watch that final. Just kidding. I'm definitely, I'm not going there, but, but, uh, <laughs> but uh, no, yeah, that's, I'm going to go with city. What do you guys got here? <clears throat> I'll give you guys time to look it over. <laughs> that's Nate's. That's, that's Nate's. That's no, Nate's that's Nate being stupid right before, now. Uh, before speaking yet again on his Chelsea take to spend money in the winter and then proceed to pick them to win Champions League. <laughs> Andy, you know me so well. Um, honestly, I think I want to pick Barcelona. Sure. It's tough. I I think for me it's either Barcelona or Liverpool. Um, oh shit! I don't know. I really don't know. You're gonna be married to this pick for the next two months, till every year, so you gotta have, <laughs> have all right. Have conviction. Well, I <laughs> let's do it. Barcelona, sign me up. All right, old faithful Messi. I'm going with PSG. Mentioned it earlier, but Nate, I'm throwing it out there. As much as I would not like to see it, 22 to 1 with Jose at Spurs and the weapons he has, if somehow shit doesn't go wrong, it's not a bad play. Oliver, don't, don't, don't get me excited. <laughs> Dude, they, don't, don't, don't make I'm me just, sit I'm down. Just, I'm going to sit saying, down. Man. I'm here well, for it. Why do I have a feeling we're going to be replaying the tape on that? Because if you look at it, they're, they're almost 50 50 to win this week, this first one. If, 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 somebody, can, if somebody can do it, it's yeah, Jose. Yeah, exactly. They, Oliver. Stop. Don't, don't do it. Why do I have a feeling it's going to be the semifinal? All right, I'm done. I'm done. I'm, I, I withdraw my Barca pick, and I'm going with Tottenham Hotspur to win. What? That's official, folks. Wow. You heard it here first. Uh, I'm going with uh, Liverpool. Repeat. Repeat. You can give us a 40-1. Yes. to one. No 40-1 to one this time. Because <laughs> it's gonna be Quincy's new club by the end of the season. <laughs> Shut facts, Mike. He pre- he predicted Liverpool for 
I don't know. Was there was sometime in 2018 you you favored Liverpool for something? I think it was Champions League. Oh, but he's a Quincy is a. Dude, I, I I got he's, the juice. He's got a for, for giving out winners, man. I'm, I'm saying. <laughs> Nate, you must be thinking of the time Quincy wanted Liverpool to beat Madrid in the final because that would be good for his club back in back in England. That's that is exactly oh, what I'm talking about. <laughs> yep. Well, yep. that that was it. And we we all were like, "What?" <laughs> and look at us now, baby. Look Andy, at thank us you for now. Refreshing for my memory. It's good for the league. Oh my god. Right, so Look I got, I got, I got City, but I'm I found, I'm telling Andy on that. I think the the Bayern values there. Um, Nate has, is it Spurs or Barca? It's Barca. Barca. It's Barca. It's Barca. Uh, <laughs> all, Quincy's got Liverpool. Oliver has PSG. What about Nate or Andy? What do you got, Andy? Uh, yeah, I mean, you 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 said Bayern, it. Bayern, I'm Bayern. I'm sticking with that Bayern pick um, for sure. I I like the value. I like. The team, I like the way they're playing. Um, yeah, and I mean, we just we just spoke on how we certainly could see some of these teams like not making it out, but also like if you're if you are looking for true value, I think like Madrid even at twenty to one, like we said it, it's Madrid and Champions League. Like who knows, you could throw something out there. Um, I think the fact that Dortmund is getting fifty to one is kind of crazy. Now that I think of it, like just to go back to the fact that I. I don't think they should be as big of an underdog as they are against PSG, like a, a bigger underdog than Atletico versus Liverpool. Like fifty to one, they have worse odds than Chelsea right now to win this mm-hmm. thing. That seems kind of weird. That's to just make, because so. people betting on Chelsea, I would assume. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's fair. uh no, that's a good point. Those value plays. I mean, one of those comes through. I mean, you can make money on that if they get to the semis, you know, by just by hedging it out. You know, especially Dortmund, if they just win, they get past their round of sixteen and. And then they're matched up with, you know, one of those crap, like if they're matched up with Valencia or Atalanta in the, in the final eight, and then they get through the semis, you could do something with that 50 to one ticket easily. You know, you could hedge out, but yeah, um, I think that's what, I think that's the hope if you're going to ride one of these upsets, which um, I'm also curious to ask about that. But if you were going to ride with say a Dortmund or a Madrid and they get by these monsters, either PSG or city in the, in the 16, you hope that they kind of catch a, a bit of a break right. in the next matchup. Um, but yeah, not, I mean, not to take over, Mike. I was curious if we like we didn't really pick a true like upset. I don't know. Is that something you like want no, us to I mean, do, <laughs> or that we should do? No, I mean, yeah. I guess if you guys want to give out your most likely upset of the bunch, I mean, some of these are not. You know, they're not even really upset. I mean, I wouldn't call like just based off the odds, like Leipzig an upset over Spurs when it's almost fifty fifty. But uh, yeah, I mean, if you guys got any upsets, because we're all about the dogs here on Doggy Juice, so we're. I love catering to underdogs. If you have any upsets, speak speak now. Chelsea. Can I also pick a dark yes. horse yeah, to dark win dark. the whole thing? <laughs> I'll pick a dark horse, but I won't probably pick an upset. Well, go on, Quincy. Come okay. on, Gil. <laughs> <Jeez. All right. laughs> I will. I will indeed. <clears throat> well, I guess my dark horse does kind of turn to an upset of sorts, but um, I do think that... Uh, Dortmund right. is my dark horse. You guys heard it here. I'm, I'm betting on it right now. Actually, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> don't it's don't it. don't it's bet it. on this. <laughs> <laughs> don't I'm bet sorry. on this at all. Like this is foolish if you do. But dude, you know it could be fun. Heart, though, man, if I had the power a, of Quincy. 
I, I mean, I don't, I actually don't think that's totally out of the realm of possibility. No. And like I said, they get to the semi, you can make, I think they're something with that ticket. You know, you don't need to win it all to make money off it. Still got to get past PSG, which, which is the thing. I don't know if I'll pick a dark horse, but I'll pick an upset. Chelsea and Bayern. <laughs> Kid, talk about talk about switching clubs over here. Just, My goodness, <laughs> what? You've been all <laughs> over them for the last week. I'm gonna. My God. I've been all over Chelsea. <laughs> yes. First they're bringing in first they're bringing in Sancho and Koulibaly in January, and now they're beating Bayern Munich in the Champions League in February. <laughs> <laughs> there's there's so many competing um, interests on, on your guys' pod. It's hard to keep up. <laughs> yeah, Mike, it's wild over there, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Who else has one before we finish up? I already said mine. Spurs. Roll with roll with Jose. All right, we got our we got our dogs then. Oh, I think that's it then. Unless you guys have some closing thoughts, but I mean, these odds are going to change after the round of sixteen and. Um, I would like, I mean, it would be awesome to bring you guys on again before the matches are played. Maybe we can wait till after they play the round of 16 or something, but I say, I uh, feel like we'll either be back either before or after the matches. So, oh yeah. Oh yeah. For sure. We'll be, we'll be for sure bringing you guys on again to talk about that. And we got, I mean, shit's going to change left, especially after these, um, after the transfer window too. I mean, these teams that we're talking about today could be looking a lot different, um, you know, come, come February, but. Uh, really appreciate you guys coming. This is a lot of fun. And you guys, I've never, I don't think I you know I did talk to all four of you on your pod one time, but man, it's, it's a treat uh, trying to talk to all, all five of us at once without seeing each other's faces is uh it's a chore, but it's been a lot of fun. I really appreciate it, man. To all of you guys. No, we appreciate that, Mike. It's always fun. It's always fun bringing the top class finish boys on. If there's any closing We're... thoughts, say them now. <sighs> <laughs> thanks for having us <laughs> save it Nate save it Nate just say thank you that's you it <laughs> thanks for having us as always make. Mike it's all on you guys don't blame us yeah. <laughs> do not <laughs> alright dude so I'll talk to you later later Mike thanks yep. see you Mike alright thank you very much to Andy Nate Oliver and Quincy for coming on the pod be sure to check them out at Top Class Finish on Twitter and Instagram. And check me out at Doggy Juice on both those platforms as well. Be sure to subscribe to the pod on iTunes and leave a rating and review. If you're a listener and are in the giving spirit, a five-star review on iTunes would be much appreciated. Everybody behind me from you too. I'll be back later this week with the final Doggy Juice Pod episode of 2019 after Christmas with a breakdown of the remaining bowl games and a recap of 2019 and where the sports betting industry is heading into the new year and the new decade. Talk to you then. Good luck with your bets, and happy holidays. Doggy Juice out.